Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Salut tout le monde, hey everybody. How, how's that for the perfect game, right? They came close, they battled, but the Montreal Canadiens eventually lost 3-2 to the LA Kings despite a Herculean effort by our friend Jacques Alain. All right, so I am Marc Dumont, I am your host, and I just ate a grapefruit. So, late game, I appreciate everyone in the chat, seriously, like it's, it's genuinely appreciated. We're going to get right into it because we have an excellent host, uh, guest, sorry, host, he's just okay. The guest is great, Patrick Bexel from over at Eyes in the Prize, friend of mine, former colleague, and he'll give us the lowdown on European prospects. So, as per usual, oh, we got someone in Brisbane. Hey, where are where is where are everyone? I'm in Montreal, and clearly, clearly, I'm I'm nice and awake here because I'm making a lot of sense. Let me know where you are in the chat because that I love love hearing when people around the world come join us. All right, so we're gonna get into it in just one moment. We're gonna talk about Gurianov, and then maybe more Gurianov, and then maybe maybe more Gurianov. But seriously, how how great has he been so far? We'll talk about Mike Matheson. Jake Allen, the NHL trade deadline, and the prospects playing overseas, the ones we don't get a chance to watch. This is where Patrick is a Viking. So before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsors. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Hockey season's well underway. Soccer's going strong and baseball's just around the corner. You can bet pregame, live in play. There's prop bets made for Canadians by Canadian Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. We're going to go ahead and bring in my friend, Patrick Bexall. How's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. You know, it's uh, quarter past seven in the morning here, and uh, I have a day to study for my teaching degree. Jeez, so that's the dedication of Patrick here. You know, I complain when I have to wake up and watch Arsenal like at, at 7 a.m. on a Sunday, but this is a little bit worse. That's dedication. But we, we, we love, love that you took the time. And we're actually, we love even more the people that joined us. We have people coming from Kelowna. Okay, we got Brisbane. We got people from around the world. You right now, where are you, Patrick? I'm uh, just south of Gothenburg where, you know, they just released the... Uh... World Junior Championships tickets yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a city called Varberg. Uh, so essentially, I have an hour into Gothenburg to watch Frölunda, where Friedrich Dikau plays. And I got an hour and 10 down to Engelholm, where um, where Adam Engstrom plays. So, Ooh, uh, yeah. My favorite. I'm in the middle. <laughs> my favorite, Adam Engstrom. And we're going to get into that because... I, I, I love what he's doing in Europe, but I also love it. It's not getting too much hype. So people aren't getting their expectations up just yet. So we also have people from Mississippi here. Ryan's from Mississippi and Alyssa, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa is uh, watching from Taiwan with her uh, boyfriend and um, Aurora, Ontario. I know that quite well. Okay. That's in my neck of the woods. Not too far from, uh, not too, too far from Ottawa. So as James says here, James, happy to have you back in the chat. This is Patrick Bexel, the eyes on the prize legend. So before we get into all that, I've known you for quite a while, Patrick. I trust your opinion. You tend to feed Montreal media all the information about prospects. Um, and they just started giving you credit, which is nice. But let's talk about someone that isn't a prospect. He scored his first goal tonight. It's been a fun audition. The, the sample size is so small, but what's your call on Denis Gurianov? Isn't he a prospect, really? Well, 25. I mean, 
That's yeah, old, right? he's twenty five, but but you know he's still got some development to do, and and uh, I, I like him. Um, I, I think uh, in in some ways, in the best of ways, I think he's a Josh Allen replacement, which which isn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Josh Anderson, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm still I'm still on the Allen. You know, say well, if you were if you replace mid, Josh mid, mid Allen, period, that's even better. You know, he's in for more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he got the same kind of speed. He got the skating. He's yeah. that Russian guy that has. I mean, like they're born on skates most of them. So so, and he comes from from usually practicing on bandy rinks, which is the other weird sport. It's like football on ice, but with sticks and small ball. Which you can never see on TV anyway. That sounds amazing. Uh, hold on, hold on. This isn't just a drunken thing that people do after a long night of ice fishing. This is actually a sport. Yeah, and usually Russia and Sweden meet in the final because they're like Norway. And and sorry, Rolf, because I know you're listening to this as well. Rolf Olivermoen in in Oslo. Uh, Norway isn't very good, and Finland usually end up third. So it's like oh. those four countries. Oh, I was going to say, usually Russia doesn't try to mess with Finland when it comes to snow and ice. So, you know, maybe that, that's <laughs> yeah. not the reason there. Okay. So, oh, before we get into your call on Guryanov, um, we have, oh, David says he's watching from Ontario's capital, Toronto. So that rough, rough for David. We also have someone from a uh, Tragically Hip song right here, Bobby Cajun. Uh, we have James is watching from uh, Bob Cajun. And the cool part about Bob Cajun is that Tragically Hip really just wanted a name that like fit with their song, but it goes down legendary city. Um, and we have, yeah, just a ton of people from, from Ontario. This is my, my hometown or my home province. <laughs> so right now the Canadians are obviously selling. Um, Guriano is going to get that great opportunity. How much production do you have to see from him to, to, to convince him? Cause that qualifying offer is big. It's a $3 million qualifying offer. Um, do you, necessarily sign him if he plays well or do you try to negotiate a situation like they did with Rem Pitlick where they dropped him and then they signed him right afterwards like do you do you even risk his contract expiring yeah I, I think I'll sign him uh, I like what they're doing they're putting him with Suzuki I think he needs skilled players around um it, it draws him um, I was doing some notes and you know I'm a professor by trade and, and all that you look so. like a professor right now you so <laughs> like I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I, I'm looking for pieces of my uniform my old school school uniform like am I in trouble Mr. Bexel <laughs> no 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 not at all you're always the boss Mark you know that and uh but but you know I'm thinking um it's it's I'm thinking back to to when I started Eyes on the Price, and we had Jack Han writing for us, yeah. and he 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 spoke about uh, his time with the women's team at was it Concordia or was it Montreal University in, in, in McGill? It um, was. Um, he was. Uh, it wasn't. Um, I, it was the Red or no? It was McGill then. Yeah, sorry, that's not the name anymore. I apologize for saying. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was McGill's uh, women's team. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, or and Concordia. Either way, either it's just down yeah. the street from me. Or yeah. in the richer part of town, <laughs> and 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 he said you start a player on the first line, and if it doesn't work, you move them down. And I think this is what I they're do. doing with 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 uh, uh, with Gabri, uh, Gabri Gabriano, yeah. uh, and and I think it's really really smart. And and you, you he needs those kind of players. Uh, I love his size. I love his skating. I love his speed. I people that know me knows I always have a soft spot for Russians because that's I, I watched the Big Red Machine when they grew up, when I grew up in in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know Larionov, Krutov, Fetisov, Kasatonov. Uh, and now that was that was art. That was almost what Arsenal was doing for 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 football. You know what I mean? It was yeah. art. It was pure art. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a fan. Um, sometimes, and, and I'm I'm trying to think about it because I wrote wrote that down as well. Uh, uh, seeing the highlights because this was the first real game I saw. I saw the highlights of, of last game, um, and I think the the fact that uh, I don't know if his brain is working too fast for his hands or if it's his hands and feet that are moving too fast. I think it's, for his I think brain. it's the, the latter. I think it's the latter. Yeah, and and um. The, the, the big question is, and you take that gamble, you, you sign him to a two-year contract or, or, or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, you, uh, you uh, take that gamble to see what Adam Nicholas and Martin Saint-Louis can do uh, with that, because he has all the tools, he just needs to put them together, even if he's 25. It's, it's not you know, the end of the world. Uh, he's going to peak in about two years. So then you know what you're having. Sorry, in, in that time, and uh, no, I'm 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 a fan, yeah. and, and I like the way they're doing it, uh, putting him on the top line, it's... making him feel comfortable, doing what Jack Han, our former colleague and, and friend, uh, says. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because I referenced that too as as well because he always says, you know, place the player alongside the players you want him to become. So you put mm-hmm. him beside top line players because let's be honest, yeah. starting on the fourth line is one of the toughest things to crack a lineup. I mm-hmm. mean veterans struggle on the fourth line so yeah great usage by um saint louis and i haven't looked up the ice time tonight someone in the chat's going to do it because they're amazing but i'm guessing it's probably around 17 minutes his last mm-hmm. game 17 minutes that's the most he's played all year those two games so you're absolutely right setting them up for success um oh and with some burlington lawrence from burlington which is also home of isn't that where josh anderson's from so speaking of josh anderson hey he's been looking great in the last two months. Like, let's be perfectly honest, Patrick. I, I've criticized him for consistency, you know, for, for game to game. Either he's amazing or he isn't. Has his resurgence of late, and we saw him play quite well today, um, maybe convinced you that the Canadians shouldn't maximize this asset? Because I know most analysts say trade him. But he's starting to show, you know, why so many GMs in the league are, are you know, interested in bringing him on their team. I... It depends on what you want to do next year. I think uh, it, it all comes down to that. Uh, but in a way, you're looking at maximum value right now. I don't think the maximum value will be at the deadline, uh, at the at the, tra- uh, the draft line, or 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 just uh, after. Uh, so I think you you would want to maximize it right now. Yeah. I don't think it will happen though. No eh? Huh. No. Okay. Well, we're go- and we're gonna get into the trades, but I wanted to bring that up just because Gurianov, if it goes well. As you mentioned earlier, kind of fits mm-hmm. in that mold of Anderson. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're almost bringing in a younger, like, you know, it's more soccer style where you sign a young player and you're like, okay, in a couple of years, well, he'll, he'll you're gonna become him. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Lauren, right away, money, money on there. 1852 for Guryanov. So, 1706 was the most he played all year. The first game. He had one game on, on, on uh, where he played in a, um, what do you call it, the fourth period. The, uh, oh, in Dallas, overtime. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, both these games now we almost 19 minutes, yeah. which is such a refreshing change. Okay. So I have a question here for um, for you about how excited are you when you see a guy like Mike Matheson? Because listen, you know me, big Petrie guy, mm-hmm. big, big, big Petrie mm-hmm. guy, big fan of him. I know it was rough at the end, but a lot of the criticism there was a bit unfair. It's really tough being away from your family during the pandemic especially when there's health issues. Trust me on this. Like, it's really, really yeah, difficult. Yeah. Um, but Mike Matheson, 
I mean, he doesn't care about the tank. He, he don't believe in no tank. He's out there <laughs> every day giving, giving his all. And a lot of people think, hey, it's like Anderson, time to cash out on him. I'm strongly against that idea. Where, where are you with the Mike Matheson uh, dossier? No, I, I, I like Matheson. He's, he's grown into to a player I, I really like, I respect. In, in, in some ways, uh, he plays in the SHL. They don't care about, you know, uh, because we have relegation here. Okay. And uh, uh, so the, the bottom teams, they max out come deadline. Whereas, uh, in, in obviously, in uh, North America, it's a difference. Uh, but but he plays hard, and I think it's really good for the young players to yes. have someone there. Yes. I rather have David Savard go or or, or or just yeah, because there are also you know we, we we haven't spoken about Engstrom, but there are other we got uh, other players coming through as well with Mayu uh, Hudson, Hudson, and then you have guys you like, know, like Strubel, there, and then there, you there have, are yeah. other yeah. players coming in, so you, you no you're gonna either. have that. The defensive line is, is stacked, and not to jump into anything in particular or, or, or too fast here, but I was just thinking last night that um, if Montreal ends up picking around six to eight to ten with either Florida's pick or their own, uh, will they pick Sandin Pelica? Probably not, because look at the D line that they have yeah, going, but- the pipeline. I, it's, it's incredible. I understand what you were saying, Patrick. And But here's where I go against it. Because at one point, the Montreal Canadiens, they had just drafted Nathan Beaulieu, Magnus Nygren. Um, um, oh, Eric Nystrom was a four. But anyways, there was um, Joshua Didier. There was all, the guy who was the leading scorer for uh, uh, um, in the KHL for defenseman for five years. Like, they had so many defensemen. And they had... Um, um, not Mike Commissarek, but his Tenorti as well. And mm. everyone's like, we never have to draft another defenseman. And <laughs> Beaulieu's the only one that kind of made it. I think Nygren probably would have had a decent career if Hamilton w- w- was a little safer back then. But uh, yeah, And the, obviously the concussion that took a year and a half to heal up properly. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But it's funny when you look back at that Nygren thing, people are saying, oh, he's just pouting. No, being injured again, away from your family and all that, it's not a great situation, you know, mental health. And, and also he, he, it was one of the first podcasts I think I did uh, when, when you were the boss sort of Ice on the Price. Uh, I spoke with Nygren, or if I, if I did it as a write-up article, mm-hmm. uh, where he said, I know I got hit. The glass was very thick in the Coliseum and, and uh, it was stiff. And I still went out and played and I don't know how I played the last part of the game. Yeah. So your brain actually, it's people think that you forget your brain actually stops re- uh, recording in those situations, yeah. you know? So yeah. Oh, Trizak money on the spot. It's Darren Dietz. That was, yeah. And then and there was other guys yeah. too. Like there was Greg Patteron, Matt Ellis. It was right. Not right. We, yeah, have, Matt we, Ellis. we have that guy that we always fought about in the top 25, under 25, then half as well. Yeah. Well, the thing is right now, and, and, and we're looking at the list, man, there's what, Hudson, um, Mayu, and you, we missed a bunch, though, right? I don't, I, I, yeah. I'm forgetting, but we have William Trudeau, you have Peter Normi, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. And all the guys in the NHL are about 20 to 22. So, yeah, you need some veteran presence there. And that's where Mike Matheson provides. And I'll be honest, you need guys to help launch, or not launch, but in transition for Cole Coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the idea of tearing everything down to the studs. But you can't have Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki with no one in the back end that can actually help them in transition, right? Like part no, of the then, then you become sort of you know a laughing stock. Yeah, well, part of the development because, is also success yeah. for your, your your star players now. 
Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm, um, oh, Paper Dolls mentions here. It's our friend Kay. She's like, she doesn't want Logan, uh, uh, Logan Stanley. I'll tell you now, right now, Logan Stanley should have been a fifth round pick. It's, you know, it's as simple as that. But I don't think the Canadians are looking for picking up uh, guys along those lines. And we're going to get into some trades. So in just one moment, we're going to talk about the trades. But what to do with Jake Allen? Because let's be honest, he's enjoying his best hockey of, of since he's joined the Canadians, he almost stole a game today. Would you keep him around? Because, you know, Samuel Montembeau obviously has shown a lot this year. But Jake Allen's had a nice little resurgence. Is he a guy that you'd want to also keep around just for an insurance policy? I think, you know, if you look at it, Bichon has a bad year or transition year in, in SHL. Mm-hmm. Um, Primo still hasn't really convinced us. He has had a good playoff run with the AHL team. Uh Verbatic and uh, who's the last one? I always forget because I've, now I remember Verbatic. Um, oh, um, Dobesh. Yeah, uh, my favorite, my Ohio State Buckeyes buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and none of them are ready yet. Uh, you no. could obviously pick up a a, a goalie uh, in summer mm-hmm. because there will be a market for them. Um, but if you can get someone that has gelled with the team, that you might want to. You know, you have a tandem of two rather than one A and or one and a two. So you have a one A and one B uh, that that knows where the team is going, and maybe you could cash in on the deadline next year with one of them. Um, yeah, I'll keep him around definitely. I, I'm not too worried. I know he's played above his head this year, but like he's not a huge risk overall for nah. the tank, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are really worried about that, but. I'd be almost embarrassed to run a team like Chicago right now. Honestly, I feel like I know what they're doing, but it's or it's, Arizona. Well, or okay, and and <laughs> it's so unfair for Coyotes fans because they've been through so much. They're like yeah. the Buffalo, the Buffalo fans of, but just hockey because you know in Buffalo they've gone through it all. Well, especially with the Bills. Well, that's Arizona, mm-hmm. and but let's be perfectly honest now. Like, if your grandparents are in a retirement home right now, call them. They might have been traded to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> like, it's it's absolute, it's, it's a joke. Let's be honest, it's a joke. And when we talk about guys, and we're going to talk about Monaghan in a moment, when they released that memo saying they're going to scrutinize the LTIR, like, that was the ultimate BS memo they've ever sent out. And um, it's quite clear that they're okay with Arizona being the, the it's the trash can of the, of, of the NHL. Yeah. Or, or the hospital. Yeah. But like more of a, the like uh, sundown community, you know, they call it, yeah. it's a vibrant, it's not a retirement home. It's a, what's it? It's a, how do they market it again? Either way. It's a, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit embarrassing for the NHL. So Kay is here again, cause she's my producer now. And she's reminding me to ask everyone to like the stream, like subscribe tomorrow. We have a uh, trade deadline show. So we're going to go on after the trades just to kind of analyze everything. So make sure to subscribe to the Steve Dangle Podcast Network YouTube um, channel and uh, set those reminders because we're going live tomorrow. We have people all across every single Canadian city, so it should be a lot of fun. Okay. Oh, we got someone from Denmark. I was just just saying to because I was just I don't know if this is going to resonate with anyone else, but me me and Patrick know it. When I play Crusader Kings too, I always start in Denmark. It's a lot more fun. So uh, yeah, Patrick, where where you start in uh, what Iberia? Yeah, I usually go Basque because I like Basque County and anyways. And uh, it's also, I think that you can transition from, uh, in, in CK3 anyway, you can transition from uh, tribal to feudalism quite early. Well, there you go. It's all about this. Or or I go Ireland too, 
because you know it, it's fun to unite it and then watch England kind of fall apart. You know, it's, the, yeah. the, the tables have turned. Yeah. So um, let's talk about those trades because trade deadline tomorrow. The Montreal Canadiens have been quiet, very quiet. We like the Gurianov deal, but tonight we saw Joel Edmondson. I I, I don't want to. It's kind of mean when you talk about health, but it felt so like the Canadians were taking a picture. You know those old kidnapping pictures, like where you'd have to have a newspaper and you're like, yeah, I'm alive. Yeah. Like, it really felt like they're on display. And today I'm going to go up and find the um, the quote. I think it was uh, Trizak that put it in here. But here's what uh, he said post game. Thanks to Trizaki. Joel Edmondson. We got a good thing going here and I want to be a part of the process. So I told the team I want to stay. But it's a business, so whatever happens, happens. To me, and again, just assuming, but I don't mind making an ass out of you and me, that's him saying, I don't want to get traded, and management saying, you're getting traded. Yeah, and and also maybe saying, you're coming back. Ah, there's that. Well, don't forget, they have a year left, though, so that's the, extra, that's the other part. I think, believe it or not, there's teams that see that extra year as a bonus because it's cost certainty. Right. Yeah. So next year, like for example, it's too late now. But at one point, Washington had one player assigned on defense. Next year, a lot of teams mm-hmm. want that cost certainty. Do you think Joel Edmondson will go tomorrow? And if so, what kind of return would you expect for him? I think he will go. I think this was a perfect. It, it turned out. I mean, like as you said, it was a ransom picture at the start, but with Baron going out, I think it was a. a it turned into a showcase rather. And we all saw the same kind of Edmondson that we have expected him to be. Yeah. Stable. A uh, little bit of a stupid penalty in the second period. Uh, end of the Yeah, but they period. don't call those in the playoffs, so it's fine. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. And, and it's fine. But, but I think most people will be more interested now than, yeah. than they were before. Because now he's played a full game uh, with actual full game, not just like two minutes here and there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so I think that was, you know, a bonus in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, what to get back? If, if I mean, market is crazy, and you see the way that, especially the the East is loading up on everything. Uh, yeah, but that that's a crazy. good opportunity for a team in the West, no? Like, yeah, but, I, but I'm wondering why is no one it. taking their chance in the West? Yeah, uh, because they, I, I guess, they expect uh, Avalanche to go through when everyone comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's if if you get a second, maybe two seconds, as you know, the old Lars Eller deal. Yeah, well, uh, you take that. I was just okay. That's crazy that you mentioned him because I was just going to mention to uh, uh, David here, who he says he's talking about Denmark, the home country, and he's talking about obviously Freddie Anderson and Nick Ehlers. Yeah. There was also a certain Lars Eller who is on his way to Colorado to play with another one of our favorite players, Arturi Lekkinen. And yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. It's 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 going to be the Avalanche show. In the West, but I'd still give it a shot if I'm on the bubble there because, you know, if you make it through the West, it's one series. That's a so. Yeah, but and and, and if you th- think about it, uh, you spoke earlier. You want Suzuki and Caulfield to do, you know, get a, t- a shot at it again. Yeah. And uh, well, Edmonton needs to do that with uh, a certain McDavid. It's crazy how little support. I mean, uh, listen, I, I'm. Well, actually, you're, you're, we're both we're both getting to be old farts. You 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 pull it off with the professor look. I still wear hoodies to try to get away with it. Hello, my fellow youths. But um, yeah, back in the day, we'd actually have. Um, sorry, for guys like Edmondson, you'd actually see um, a market that would be going crazy. I think teams now are actually getting a little wise to the underlying. So it's you know getting two second round picks back, just okay. 
I, I, I would I would probably push for a first round pick from a team like you say like Edmonton because back they in the day guys, left, Gretzky right? was surrounded with talent. Yeah, Yeri Curry, yeah. Mark Messi, like there's so much talent around Gretzky. I know there was no salary cap, but the idea that they're letting McDavid and Dreisaitl just drag the rest of the team is it feels like such a wasted talent. So and and especially they haven't they haven't really had any defense, right? Or or goalies. Well, they got Brett Kulak, uh, hey, who who, yeah. Oh, who yeah, gifted Blaine course. Hudson before leaving, <laughs> so that that's that's worth something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but but I think that, you know, you you at sooner or later you need them to to get a chance. At least, you know, take a look at Toronto. They're going all in. Uh yeah. this year or next year, otherwise it's gone. Like But you know uh, so, what? You so. want to take a ride on the river, you got to go down to the riverboat. I love that the NHL is finally figuring, like, it's not as fun as the NBA yet, but teams are going for it, man. That's It's about yeah. damn time. But I think I think we, you know, with the deadline, having not seen as much of Edmondson as maybe they wanted, they got a good first look. Uh, I think two, dra- two second rounders would be good. I, You know, you... you you find some good gems in, in the second round. Especially this year. Especially this year. Yeah, um, yeah KC Lee saying, like to get a 2024 first. Hey, that is not a terrible idea either because there's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that will want to hold on to their 2023. Really good mm-hmm. draft. And for the Canadians, the they're open. They already have two picks this year in the first round. So they're mm-hmm. open to staggering their picks further down the road. And that helps for everything from development to just contracts. So a 2024 pick wouldn't be too bad either hey we have 70 people live right now which is actually more than i've had sometimes because <laughs> you know these, uh, these half of europe gonna... is awake you know <laughs> i know like i'm we got the superstar patrick in here so we got people from denmark we got people from ev- everywhere all around the world taiwan Kelowna. so we're going from coast to coast back into europe into asia let me know where you are in the chat and i just appreciate all of you i want you to know seriously i i, I wouldn't tune in for me so i'm really glad that you're here with us okay so you think he's gonna? You think he's gonna go two seconds? Yeah, makes sense to me. Um, what about a guy? And you mentioned him earlier, David Savard, because you don't hear his name a lot. But I'm I'm not sure. I'm not impressed by his season, really. Okay, uh, it's a good skater, and, and, though. I mean, or no? Yeah, not, okay, not speed wise. Well, just he's he looks good when he skates. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, as you mentioned as well, people are starting to look at those underlying numbers uh, and and. Uh, his underlying numbers aren't that good uh, from what uh, Jason Paul uh, usually puts out. One of my good friends in Kenya, he probably on the on the chat as well, yeah. or catching in later. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm unsure. If you get something for him, I'll probably take it. Right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I don't think you get something for him. <laughs> See, and he's actually, you know, it's funny because. He never gets compared to him, but in the locker room, he's just like PK Subban. Like he keeps things fun, he keeps things exciting. Yeah, like once in a while, you'll be like, "Okay, calm down a little bit," you know, like I'm, I have a hangover or whatever. But he's actually just a great person in the locker room in terms of the energy he brings and his desire to win. When we talk about mentors, he really fits the the role more than other guys on this team. It's not just and I think you're that's old. what we thought about him from from the start, right? We yeah. didn't think Matheson would be that. We thought David Savard would be. So yeah, well there you go. Um, no paper dolls. I'm not gonna be nice to your friend. Hey, we got people from Texas as well. We're in Texas though, because that's the, the, the man. Everything is bigger in Texas. 
Well, that's not true. I went there, and unfortunately, that's not true. But I don't know. So, oh, 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 you mean the stuff in Texas? Okay, but yeah. uh, no, it's just funny when you go from, let's say, Austin to Houston. There, like, it's like, wow, this is the same state. This is impressive. Yeah. But I, I have fun when I'm down there. Okay, Alyssa asks. This is a good one too. I think there's a chance on this one. What about a Jonathan Drouin trade? Because you're looking at a guy that you're probably gonna keep 50% of his salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and great, great, great value on the third line and second power play unit. You know where I see him? I see him with our friends Lars Eller and Arthur Lekkinen in Colorado. I just don't know if they'd be willing to do it, but uh, do you think Drouin will move? I think, you know, he's that gem that you might... Because look at his assists. Look look at his understanding of the game. Uh, his numbers are like, decent. Yeah, and, and, and I like the fact that, you know, even with the Stanley Cup final, he still continued to take care of his health issues and, and mm-hmm. mental health. Uh, fair play to him. I wish him all the best. Um, yeah, I, if, if I was Colorado and had something to offer, I'd probably, you know, make that trade happen. Uh, I think the, the teams in the East are, try, are probably done. That's how I feel. Or, or uh, it's just getting started, you know, when these things go, yeah. get out of control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, it's either or. It's, yeah, well, it's not oh, going to be GJ Crump in our chat here is saying, Ottawa's tapped out. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. And I love yeah. what Olivia and uh, Anna Melnick are doing. They're just opening up the coffers, letting Pierre Dorion invest. And yeah. uh, that's all it takes, right? But uh, I and heard then, And then you have, done. like, Tampa. He would probably be a good fit at Tampa as well, you know? You know what? That would actually be pretty. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, for me, uh, all I really want. And they know, know what they would get as well. Right, That's you, what I'm saying. You're gonna right? like at best, you're getting a fourth, fifth round pick. But I yeah. think, ideally, I just want to see him in a situation where he's happy playing hockey again. Because as you mentioned yeah. earlier, you know the mental health talk, it's beyond important. And we noticed that we still need to do a lot better job at it. I mean, I'll mm. tell you one story. When I was at development camp. I had a member of the media who doesn't really show up a lot, but anyways, they sat down beside me and they're like, oh, look, then they start talking about Jonathan Wayne. There was a bit of a, like a snide comment. And I was like, oh no, well, you know, he's looking good. He's healthy. I had a chat with him and they started insulting him. So like, it's, it's not, and it's not anyone in the Montreal market. So you don't have to worry about that. But I felt the level of disrespect there. And I, it just, this is like an underlying hatred here. That's mm-hmm. never going to go away. And some of it, sure. I understand some frustration, but, uh, It's beyond the point of repairing in Montreal, right? So whether or not they trade him at the deadline, I want to see Jonathan Dewey happy. That's all I really want to see. Like, yeah. he, you know, he's he's genuinely a good guy. Bad injury luck, but um, the thing that matters you know, most is the mental he, health. He, he will he will continue his career uh, if it's in NHL, SHL, NLA. Um, I can see him go to NLA. You yeah. know, like to to Switzerland. Yeah. You know, short travels, good time with the family. A good money making, speaking a bit of French as well. You know, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And wouldn't will, that be a rough uh, life, eh? Playing in like a, what Ambri Priota? So is that the one? That's where they have half the rink is open, right? Yeah, but that's that's also the 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 crap team, right? Oh yeah. Well, we all know Patch Ready. You, you go to Davos to that cathedral, the wooden cathedral. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Um, okay, so I I I predict he's going to go though. If any deal, I think he's the one that's going to go. But how about this guy? Because he didn't play tonight. But it might be the Canadian's most valuable trade chip, and that is Monsieur Sean Monahan. There are teams that can afford him. The Canadians can retain. He's on long-term injury reserve, but they can still yeah. trade for him. 
Do you think that... No, fact... Arizona has tapped out as well. Pardon me? Arizona oh. has tapped out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you think, but do you think, honestly, though, that a team would take a shot at him? Because I, I honestly think at this point, you're he hasn't played since December 5th, man. Like, how do you invest in that? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the problem, really. Do you invest in that? Uh, you, 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 you would have to have some very good inside information. And I'm not sure that, you know, first and foremost... So, so you probably look at teams that where he's been before yeah. or, or where, you know, people that know him from before privately or, or, or within those teams are today. Uh, that's what I would think. Um, it's just too risky to, for, if you want to add yeah. a big piece, you know. It... The, the thing is, though, Montreal could probably, you know, let him go. I, I think you probably ask more for Drouin, but, but, you know, you can retain, maybe get a round higher. So you get a fifth round, fourth round. But but yeah, it's, well, you're not gonna get you're not gonna break the bank to get him, which is unfortunate because that seemed like it, it was pretty much guaranteed. So if you don't sign Jonathan Drouin or uh, Sean Monahan, if you don't trade him, wow, I did really good in that sentence. If you do not trade Sean Monahan, do you try to re-sign him? I don't know. Twenty-eight. You know, he, he was good, he was, he was he good when he when know, he played. Yeah, he was good when he played. I liked him. Um, oh, he changed the complexity he, of the entire team. Yeah. So the question is, what is he worth? What is he willing to sign for? What are the options for other teams, etc.? It comes down to that. You know, you put a limit. You you, you probably do the old Mark Bergevin, um, you know, with uh, with the Russians, with Markov and uh, Radulov, Radulov, and say this is the number, or or with with uh, call me. Yeah. Call me maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, you know play with that... at the background, you know. Yeah. Hey man, you know what? That's a great song. I don't I don't care. I don't even care. Um when Mark Bergevin said his whole thing about buy a dog, the loyalty thing, he was he wasn't yeah. calling them dogs, right? He no. was actually saying it's a business and I understand why if they don't accept my offer. But but yeah. and I, I don't want to become a Mark Bergevin apologist, but uh, that was one that he took a hit on that he probably shouldn't have. It... Vince, he should probably have t- think, thought about what he, how it sounded before he said it. Oh, big time. And listen to me, uh, Radulov, who's actually good to let him go, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Markov, I felt like that was just insulting to, and I consider Andre Markov a team legend, right? I mean, yeah, second yeah, yeah. in all defensive points. If Larry Robinson didn't exist, Markov would be number one in every single category for defensemen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's just unfortunate that his teams were pretty shit poor while he was here and he had 50 knee surgeries but uh mm-hmm. when that there felt like there was some disrespect with markov the way he just said it he was like well whether he signs it or not i don't care you know that was a little but that has changed that has changed with guys like ken hughes so i wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they can't move monahan they say next year we're giving you all the bonus all the goodies you know all the candy mm-hmm. that we can give you power play time get your numbers up then sign mm-hmm. that big contract because we have to remember with sean monahan Sean Monahan is that uh, I don't know how many contracts he has left. So no. if you sign a four-year deal, you're pretty much eating up the rest of his good year. So he needs to boost mm-hmm. his numbers. That would be mm-hmm. the way I would go about it. Amy- yeah, either that or or you go a two-year contract with and and promise him everything and try to try to de- you have got two deadlines to trade him. There you go. Yeah, because stability is always great too. Um, okay, yeah. Trezak is is apparently call me maybe isn't even one of carly ray jepson's top five songs so 
No, right. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Jeez, my bad, my bad. To all the, <laughs> what, what is it? What would they be like? Uh, Carly Ray, Carly Ray Fanix, or I don't know. I don't know what the nickname would be. Something that I surely don't understand. But uh, we apologize to Carly Ray Jepsen yeah. uh, <laughs> Nation. Um, Shall we go on to Europe, or do you want to continue to talk about possible trades, like like on an? Well, Eller. there's one more I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> no, I was just looking at the chat because actually Vincent Tardif here mentions they already won the Manahan trade, and you know what? That's yeah. true too. Like we're getting really greedy talking about a second, you know, a second pick out of them, but they already yeah. got a first rounder. So okay, last guy before we get to Euro prospects, Christian Dvorak, center. Um, probably better than his numbers look. He's been great lately. Good on faceoffs. Can play penalty kill. Long contract, but do you think there's a chance that he moves? Nope. Perfect. All right, moving on to European <laughs> prospects. I like that. Nice and uh, nice and quick. Please. So, yeah, well, Julien mentions here, Julien Ayer in the chat, enough with the injured players. Like, hey, it's been, I, I'm big on giving them privacy when it comes to injuries and health because that's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. But you have to review the whole system. I mean, they could have bought a Groupon for shoulder surgeries this year and, and, and mm -hmm. you know, it would have saved them a lot of money. So hopefully if Justin Barron needs a shoulder surgery, they know a guy. But, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. there's something off with the Canadians' health this year. So, like the chat, subscribe, or else, again, Steve Dangle takes away all my, all my stuff. My, my, <laughs> he takes away my pillows. I have to sleep on, like, the ground. Um, exciting players out there, and one of my favorite. One of my favorite guys. I think I might be a little higher on him than most, but Adam Engstrom, man. Wow, wow. silky smooth skater. Creativity through the roof. Um, great vision. Am I, am I overhyping this guy? I have him right now in the Canadians' top five prospects. You know, I have Lane Hudson, we have Riley Kidney, Sean Farrell, and then I actually have Engstrom fourth. Am I, am I overhyping this guy? No, I, I think, you know, people don't realize how good he is because he never played in hockey at them like uh, Mayu. So, uh, so, so I think that's part of it. Uh, but no, jokes aside, I, I think he's very, very good. I think, you know, most of us, and me included, um, learned a little bit of a lesson with the flashiness of Matthias Norlinder. Obviously, there were injuries uh, along the road for, for Norlinder as well. He had all the potential. The way they handled Norlinder was probably not the best way either. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, and let's be honest, the um, at that last year, that concussion, I think it took it out yeah. of him. And, and at camp this year, you could tell he wasn't, well, this is assuming and it's not great, but he, he didn't look comfortable talking to the media. You know, so that was no, 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 and, and you know, like I have, I've heard quotes from other media that are, that were not particularly well uh, spoken, and and he, I think he was guarded. He he didn't want to let anything slip that could be misunderstood. You know, right. uh, but but uh, so I think everyone has tempered their expectations when it comes to puck moving defensemen. I think it, that's part of it. Uh, then obviously, you know, Rögle has had a really bad year this year. Uh, they're struggling to get into the playoffs, which is okay. Not I was going to say expected. like relegation, we all because every time I look, it's usually a two goal loss. But okay, yeah. So were they supposed to be a playoff team for sure? They were. They were. I had them top four before the season started, and now they're tenth, right? I think they're tenth after last night's games. Jeez, they collapsed um, like the least in the playoffs. Wow. No, it's the fact is they won the the Champions Hockey League last year, and uh, it's more the fact that when you win a title in Europe, you lose quite a good group of players. And you got to start a rebuild every year, more or less, because it's different than because you have these out clauses for Switzerland, for 
uh, NHL. Okay, and, okay, okay. And so, so people leave and you have short contracts because you, you, you rarely bind someone up for eight years, you know? Like, just kind of like Engstrom. So people were asking a lot when you mentioned him, is he coming over next year? No. And that's a good, good, like, so he, his extension hasn't, he signed a one-year extension this year, but he already has a contract and he's signed until next year, right? That's the situation. Yeah, he signed for next season as well. So he could come over and try to make the team. I would advise against it. Do you think that's worth it? Like, I, I, I like the idea of leaving him, you know, Low, slow and low, let the beat flow. To quote the, the great poets, the Beastie Boys. Like, I, just obviously, let him, obviously let him he's going to be over for he's going to be over for Dev Camp, and I think that's going to be you know because the problem was that Matthias Norlander was never over for Dev Camp either. So they want they needed to bring the new shiny toy over mm-hmm. at one point or another. Yeah. So I think I think they he, he will definitely go for Dev Camp, and he loves hockey. He loves ice. I mean, like one of the quotes he gave me two weeks ago. Is it two weeks ago? For Valentine's Day. Anyway, Valentine's Day. I had a date with with Engstrom. That's who I had a date with. Uh, Will but, there be but, a second date? <laughs> Lowered but, expectations. Uh, uh, no, but uh, I think I think the the what he said. I love being here in Engelholm. They have three ice sheets. I can practice whenever I want. Oh, that's and, what you meant by he loves ice. I'm like, what? Like, because I had a yeah. Rottweiler that loved ice, but that, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, there are polar blue bears line, that you know? love ice as well, but you know, like, <laughs> but but uh, you know, he 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 is a rink rat. He watches videos. He he practices with the A team, with the pro team. Uh, he practices with with the under twenty team. He takes some different uh, approaches with the uh, uh, with the under twenty teams. Uh, uh, defensive coach. He does all these extra things, and it's a culture. You know, Morris Sider benefited from it. Uh, take a look at him when he left AHL, went to Rugla, and he's arguably the best defender I've seen in SHL for the last twenty years. Well, I was looking at under twenty uh, stats, and we I, we have to get Sider out of there because he ruins every single like thing. I'm yeah. trying to, you know, his numbers <laughs> were just through the roof. But Engstrom was hitting close to what Hedman, and I'm not saying he's Victor Hedman, and I'm not no, saying. No, no. You know, he's Eric Brandstrom, but he's getting the same amount of points at the same amount of age with probably yeah. slightly worse usage. I mean, yeah. what is it? Eight points in his last 10 games? Dude, this guy is... Something like that. Oh. Something like that. But, you know, he's he's a smart guy. I like his hockey IQ. I think that is the the, the best way. I, I remember Roger Runberg speaking about Norlander saying he needed to, to teach him when to go and when not to go. Engstrom doesn't need that. Mm. Uh, I think Engstrom was also very underrated in his draft year. He was obviously playing behind the Lecker Mackey, uh, Erland, uh, yeah, the, the Jugorden guys that went early. And then he had another Jugorden defender next to him in that under 20 team that was, you know, crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, people lost track of what did he bring to the team and he brings a lot. And then you have that other thing that Engstrom has in spades. You give him, we, we have this saying in Sweden, uh, you give him the finger and takes the whole hand. I don't know how you can translate that. Like you know, little finger. Sexual, man. No, 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 I'm not gonna no, lie to you. Like the main <laughs> finger, but <laughs> but but you know, you give him the little finger, and he takes the whole hand. Okay. Uh, and uh, and he does that. You saw it. I, I think it was for 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 us following European hockey. We saw it during the fall mm-hmm. uh, in in Rugla, where he they couldn't keep him out of the lineup really. Uh, but I think for for most people, he went in. Uh, to to the world juniors as a under you know probably th- uh, fourth fifth defender uh, at the end 
he was the support role for Axel Sandin Pelika, who's going to go top 10 in yeah. this year's draft. Uh, and he should probably have played even more than he did. But he was used second most of the team, if I remember correctly, in the la- in the medal rounds. Um, and he was one of maybe- the highest rated defensemen, well, with Lane Hudson at the World Juniors. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, you know, like he's always stepping into the moment, into the spotlight, into... And, and you can't force him out. It's very difficult. And I think that is a... You talk about grit. You talk about like showing up and everything. But, but that is probably a very underrated that you don't really think about. Like you can't keep him out. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's incredible. I know, I know Ruggler loves him. That's obviously why they signed him right. uh, for another year. Uh, I wouldn't bring him over for rookie camp. Definitely have him for dev camp. Uh, but I wouldn't even like stress that. about. I would tell him, "Hey, we're bringing you over, but we're, like, don't even worry about making the team. If you somehow surprise everyone, sure." But I like what's happening. I like the, the idea thing. That- the thing is, when you see it with Heinemann, as we're probably going to talk about in a couple of minutes, uh, but you bring them over, mm-hmm. and when they come back, and and Heinemann and, and Orlando was injured, but but it takes them two about two weeks. I spoke with the Pelicans and when Ilan was there. It takes them about two weeks to get back yeah. into proper training. Uh, like sense. time difference, uh, the food they've been eating, uh, everything like that. They need to get acclimated and, and time. Yeah, everything. So, so I yeah, it's wouldn't think um, it's in full swing at the time of rookie camp. Circadian rhythm is the word that I was looking for there, but yeah, your body has a time clock and that like, and it actually, you can tell when teams from the East go to the West, their circadian rhythm means they're, they're performing at seven o'clock at 10 o'clock. It's a lot harder. So going across the globe is slightly, slightly more complicated. Yeah. And in KHL, they have eight hours of time difference. And I know they actually just stay on the European side when they go to Vladivostok and stuff like that. So yeah, I remember seeing some of the stories from, and just hearing some of the women that were playing in the CWHL at one point, they were playing with Kunlun and yeah. It's uh, it, it takes a lot, but so, hey. So, so, in my opinion, you leave them there, right? You don't even worry. Yeah. You don't stress. Leave them. Leave no. them in, in with a whole. And I mean, like, who, who? If if you take out of these, is it worth sacrificing part of the season for him? Development season as no. well. No. Uh, when you have all these really good young defenders there anyway. And you have until twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six to sign them. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. There's a, the Montreal Canadiens have a, a long history of anything. It's kind of rushing guys into spots they shouldn't mm-hmm. be. So I'm glad to see a guy like like Engstrom just developing well. And and, and, and you know, Norlander lost his place on the power play unit. Uh, we have the uh, old Sebastian Kohlberg. They brought him over as well. Obviously, oh, really? it was a different regime at that time. But he lost his place on the power play unit to a certain Andreas Jonsson. Uh, who uh, then lost it to a certain Arthur Lekanen. So, you know, yeah, it's, but it's... Oh, what, you're talking with Frolunda? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Lekanen ended up doing pretty good on that power play, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I've, and, and so did Jonsson as well. But I'm yeah. saying, like, Kohlberg was supposed to no, be No, you there. need the usage to, 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 to produce. Well, that's my question yeah. coming up with him next year. Is he going to get go good usage? Three, is, he gonna, like, is there a chance for him to get better usage next year? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Wallander is going over, and he's is he because he's round. he's his biggest threat, right? He's like a a year older version of of Engstrom, you know, maybe a yeah. little more polished. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm quite sure that Val, uh, Wallander is going across, and and uh, you know there are some some other players probably, you know, um, it, what 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 
really is good with Engstrom right now is that he's getting usage on the second power play unit. He's getting more and more reps on his right side. Okay. Uh, uh, so he doesn't play right wing uh, or right defender as much. He plays left more and more. Uh, so he is maturing into that player where you want to see him down the line. And and Cam and Chris Abbott are two co- one GM and one coach I really, really trust. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not... I mean when you quote Ronberg, I, I, that's one someone I trust who I want to see at one point. You're telling me there's other good coaches, but I want to see, I want to see Ronberg in the NHL. I think it's absolutely, you know, you, the, the, the one thing you're going to see Cam Abbott in NHL yeah. down the line. I'm, I'm sure about that. It's ridiculous but that we one... don't tap into either European coaches or, or women. Like we were completely ignoring huge, huge swaths of intelligent coaches, yeah. you know, but I think the, the one that you really should have gone for is somehow I'm, uh, I did an interview with him, one of the first in in the in the coaches challenge series that I did. And okay. I hopefully continue. Uh, he's now the national team coach in Sweden. Oh. Uh, give him those three years that he signed for, and then you just grab him to the NHL. It, it, it blows uh, my mind that we don't have more European coaches uh, yeah. coming over. So. Okay, so Engstrom again. People talk about Lane Hudson, but to me, Engstrom's. As he, he, will, he will be the support to, to, to Hudson in a way. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's okay that Hudson's taking all the hype. Engstrom gets to just yeah. kind of do his own thing in Europe. Okay, yeah. we're running late because we're, it's 2 a.m. here. What time is it over there? Is it 8 a.m. yet? 8, 8 a.m. I can see that the background's getting clearer and clearer. Is it a nice day <laughs> over, uh, over there? Yeah, and I, hopefully the road ears come in here in the in the garden in a few days uh, or in a few hours. All so right. And then one my day I'm going to have to go there. outside watching the... the uh, or in, in the pad on the patio. I want. Is there good ice fishing patio. around there? I'd like to do some ice fishing. We don't get we don't get ice here, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it, Mark. It's it, unfortunately there's good fly fishing though on the coast. Hey, fly fishing is all right with me. I did it once in yeah. uh, Canmore, Alberta, and it was yeah. the best time ever. We're, okay, we're, we're, we'll take you out when you come over. Well, first we got to go to London, North London, real quick. <laughs> I don't know that. You know, I live, used to live there. I know. When I got to watch place. my Arsenal team. Okay, so. <laughs> Actually, Vincent, real quick, Tardif. Sorry, just Tardif. All of a sudden, he's my my buddy from school. There, hey, Tardif asked because uh, yeah. we talked about this before when on the air. But I mean, Dmitry Kostenko, KHL, like he was a third round pick, and he's probably the most unknown guy. Is there? Is there? Like, we'll keep it quick. Is there anything there? You think? Like, what are the odds? Uh, I spoke with his national team coach or, or the under twenty coach, uh, and he's obviously in that same group as Mishkov and all the other super talented Russian yeah. guys. And he said he needs to think the game faster. That was a year and a half ago. Okay, so the computer uh, and, isn't quite up to date yet, Anka. Hmm. Yeah. That's a bad and, sign and, for prospects. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's... And Kulun is really where, you know, I, I spoke with Jillian Kemmerer still uh, every now and then, and, and we all both agree, and she's obviously the, the, the best source, or used to be the best source for, for Russian hockey. I know she's writing a book. Give her a shout out, even if she's not. Hey, well, it's that... yeah, because I, I was going to ask. Well, I don't know if it's, but I, she's been curiously away from Twitter for a little while. Yeah, she got a lot of heat from uh, for, for for working for Ska when the war broke out. Fair so, enough. Okay, well, we're not going to jump into but, that. But what, the what's story her call? she has to tell about her her escape from St. Petersburg, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, fair enough. Fantastic. Okay, okay, yeah. Because uh, I was worried because the war we... broke out and she kind of just disappeared. You know, it was kind of yeah. a little bit worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, but uh, we both agree that, you know, Kulun is a place where contracts go to die. 
it's a little it's bit the, like Arizona. The Arizona, yeah, it's the Coyotes, the the Kunlun Coyotes and the Arizona Red Star. Okay, well, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched. I've, hopefully, you know, he proves me wrong. I'll be honest with that. Perfect. Hey, you man, know, that's, always that's a caveat for all. I love when these guys prove us wrong. Okay. Yeah. One guy that, you know, it's funny because you were saying for the show that you, I was quite high on him, but this year I've kind of dropped my stock and that started in, um, at the World Juniors. I wasn't impressed by him whatsoever. And that is Oliver Kapanen. So what's the deal? What's going on? I mean, I've noticed lately his production's going up. He seems a little bit more engaged. It's tougher for me to watch him, but uh, I just have a hard time seeing his skill set translate to the NHL. I think he's a, uh, and I said this before as well, and I spoke with some of the pro scouts uh, in in uh, in Sweden about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a little bit like Lucas Vedemo, probably more skilled, uh, less physical. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Lucas is about to start playing in Sweden again. So, so oh, shout man. out to L- Big Luke. Real quick, uh, Lucas Vedemo was one of the nicest. When I was in Laval, he was one yeah. of the only guys I talked to. And man, such a good guy. Honestly, genuinely. A, a gentleman yeah. and a scholar. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Exactly. To quote Mr. Shakespeare. So, because yeah. a lot of scouts are telling me it's just he doesn't have that next level and he can't think, not, yeah. you know, maybe process it quick enough to to really get to to to, to and, and comparing him uh, partly that and and he's a center he is a shutdown center probably more than a scoring center a lot like uh, yeah. you could probably move him to wing and make it decent uh okay. his numbers are similar to Ilonen's in in his draft plus two years uh he has 0.5 per game Ilonen had 0.41 who was you but... playing for though yeah, Milan was playing for Pelicans, who was a bottom two team at that time. And whereas Kapanen is playing for a top five team in Liga. So, so you have to take that into account as well. I think I think I wrote an article in, in Ilan's D plus two year where I he had gone from being part of twenty percent of the goals scored for for Pelicans to about forty. Okay. If I remember the the, the numbers, those, those are three years old numbers. I don't, you know, I'm I'm getting older as well. Uh, so I, I think, unfortunately, uh, the potential is there. In some ways, I, I, I can definitely see him become another, you know, uh, Yanni Ikonen uh, kind of player. He but will maybe get a, with better knees there. Or not better knees, but with yeah, fewer injuries. Right, but right? I mean, like, Yanni is playing now. And, and, is he? And, Good. Yeah. And, and he's having a career in, 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 in Europe. I'm so uh, or in Finland right now, at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's earning his mint. He's uh, he's having a hockey career, and not all of us can say we we have that. So hey, uh, hey, I was the two-time Gloucester, <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Oh. There, um, hockey without skates. I'm sorry, I can't even think of the word right now. There, street hockey. Street, yeah, hockey, street hockey, scoring champion from age eight to ten, and I played yeah. in Blackburn. Yeah. Okay, so and, some and, of us and had. I look like. And I look like Bambi on ice, you know, like, well, so, so I'm out of it as well. You know what's crazy? I I haven't, think... I haven't, I'm going ice fishing soon. I got to bring, I'm bringing my nephew to teach him how to skate. And yeah. um, I haven't skated in about five, I haven't skated since I moved to Montreal, which is pretty, I used to, in Ottawa, we had a, the canal, I would skate yeah. to work, but now mm. none of that. Okay. We're running a little bit long. It's 53 minutes now. We're almost at an hour. Let's, <laughs> let's get to, and I always pronounce it improperly, apparently, but I always call him Heinemann. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, hey, uh, how is he doing? How is because he impressed a lot at Dev Camp. I think he had a slow start. 
going back? Uh, I, he's 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 a little bit like Kapanen. He's scoring in batches. <laughs> or, or, is, or is he is he just off. scoring against like weaker opponents? Or? No, he, he he well he scores a lot against Malmo, which is obviously the bottom team in Sweden. But <laughs> but yeah. but he also scores against good teams or assists against good teams. Oh, by the way, locked uh, on uh, Sharks. I know you did a podcast with them recently. They're in the yeah. chat. They're saying, "How's it going, Patrick?" Yeah, well, I'm all fine. All fine. Thank you for, <laughs> for having me. It's almost 9 a.m. <laughs> over there, so we got to be easy. Okay, so... Uh, because no, I but s- I think I think if, I, I've also looked a lot at... And, and I'm starting to like him more and more. I don't see the comparison with Lekkonen at all. That I'll, I'll is be honest the, with that. I mean, uh, w- w- let's be honest. That was, hey, they're both European. Like, that's, it's like, it's like yeah. when people were comparing uh, um, Emelin to um, Romanov. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. yeah, they're both Russian, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the 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 he has potential. The four checker, the the, the greater line, you know, like cheese grater yeah. line, yeah, uh, something like that. And and he's a Josh Anderson kind of player again. Um, he has plateaued a little bit, but also he hasn't been used as well in Lexham maybe as he should have. Okay, um, he's used in the bumper position or or closer to the net present present uh, position on the on the second power play unit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the third line. Uh, so he, the, the the thing I see with Heinemann is his defensive work, and and you know, I I, I was speaking to to some hockey consultants, former and uh, AHL players, mm-hmm. uh, pro scouts, etc. Uh, when I've been on out on the, the the tour again, as I as my missus used to call it, uh, and uh, they all say this like the the question. His his play probably suits the NHL or, or, or North American sheets. He's got a hell of a better. shot. Hell of a shot. He's got a hell of a shot as well. Uh, but on instincts. the other hand, the the since he ends up being defensively um, insecure, maybe it's or a bit not of a liability. as astute yeah. as you had hoped. Yeah. Uh, uh, he he. The, it's smaller ice to cover in 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 North America, obviously. Yeah. But on the other hand, the game goes faster. So it's a trade-off there, and you don't know which is good or bad for him. So, so it comes down to that in, in many ways. We'll, okay. we'll have to see. I expect him to at least have a full year in AHL. Okay. I know a lot of people are penciling him in to, to go to, to the NHL next year. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, but, but I mean, I'm, at I'm, Dev Camp, it was a nice revel- re- revelation. I was going to say revelation, yeah. but he looked good. I mean, good speed. He was probably one of the best players at Dev Camp. So I think yeah. that brought but, up but if you, stock. Well, he's also protected a little bit. He's being played more in, in neutral and offensive zone. Um, so, so it's all that as well. But but I like him. He's a, I like him as a person as well. He's, he's also very nice, speaks very good English. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's just an that. intriguing prospect. I just don't know how to yeah. really gauge him. Okay, um, so someone in the chat so actually... I think, oh, sorry, finish yeah. up. My, my bad. No, I, th- I think it's it's, it's going to be an interesting year. He, he, I have a bet, obviously, with Anton Rosegård that says that he won't play uh, many NHL games and Anton has that he will play more. Uh, so we'll see who buys the other one. I, I might time. trust... Ant- Anton's pretty smart, though. I uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I'm not... I'm not I'm betting against Anson, obviously, but but he's a smart guy, so oh, yeah. I'll probably end up buying the dinner anyway. <laughs> we got asked about Alexander Gordin, or Gordon, or I, not yeah, Gordin. Was, I'm going to say it in French there. Gordin. Uh, <laughs> so he was a six-round pick in 2020. Um, the thing is, he was absolutely ripping up the MHL at one point, yeah. um, St. Petersburg. But 
and now he went to KHL. I think he's back in. Um, he's in Saki or he's in, the, in Rostov in VHL, VHL, right? So, can his skating and real quick because I mean he's like the guy nope. that. Okay, there you go. No, no, okay. Because he's the Pierre Dagenet, amazing shot, can't skate. Like he's he just can't skate. Is so that's never gonna. I mean, like if he's in VHL right now, he's not gonna become him, and he's barely gonna become a KHL player. I'm really happy for him because he's in VHL, so he's not gonna get drafted into the army, and and that's you know good for him. Uh, There is a certain other player that took his place, or or the potential place that he had in 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 Saki. where where he didn't work out, so they sent him to Rostov. Yeah, is is now a certain guy. I don't know if you heard about him, Matvey Mishkov. No, uh, he's playing there. He. I'll say this about Mishkov is that I think I know there and there's there's a lot of things to consider, real world factors, but mm-hmm. uh, I think he has number one overall talent in the last ten drafts compared to most guys. Like I I, I would almost no. This is I'm getting silly. It's almost three o'clock in the morning here. I was gonna say he almost has like some more elite skills than Bedar, but not the overall I, game. I, I, so. think, I think it was locked on sharks uh, and high again guys. <laughs> uh, they, they they asked me like who will have the like lowest floor but highest ceiling or, or becoming if it's not Bedard who is going to be the yeah, NHL star sure. and I said yeah I've, I've, been, I've been I literally butchered Mitchkov before and then when I got that question I was like it's gonna be Mitchkov we all oh, know man. that his, his production <laughs> and I mean we're talking about KHL production is absolutely through the roof I yeah mean, and, and look at the goals he's scoring oh, as well just... I mean like in his national team debut against Sweden <laughs> against arguably one of the best European goalies yeah. in, in 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 Europe obviously uh Lars Johansson he, he does the Michigan right <laughs> yeah, like, like it's it's on his national team debut with the pro national team i love that i love that and, and you know what the fact and that i was might... standing I'll, I'll be honest i was standing with trevor timmons at the time and oh, watched yeah? it uh because we were at the under 20 tournament and i said look at this can we be bad next year <laughs> well shout out <laughs> and then he was fired fired two weeks later <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing i always i left him alone trevor timmons all the time in the playoffs at one point he just came up and he's like hey, he came up to me because i try to leave the players and the you know huh? i was working for the canes at a time at the time and uh, all i could think of the whole time is that we've both lived in renfrew and all i could think about was how much i hated renfrew i don't know why it was going through my <laughs> mind but he spoke to me for the first time during the playoffs obviously it's pretty exciting yeah. you know canes were in the final yeah. and then yeah that was it that was it for uh, for for trevor timmons okay so we have one last guy to talk about um and then I actually, before we go, I want to talk about Leo Carlson, but Piteri Nurmi, because he was the guy that when he arrived in Montreal Dev, Dev Camp, I was like, geez, mm-hmm. this guy's skating is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, his IQ is great. Yes, exactly. I just don't know about his positioning, his gap control. You don't get a mm-hmm. chance to see a lot of defensive play, but what's your read on uh, Nurmi? We don't hear much for, about him over here. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, I spoke with one of my Finnish colleagues who mm-hmm. said pr- pre- prior to the season that he might push for a roster spot on one of the uh, national team in the small tournaments and the European oh, really? tournaments that we have here. Uh, he hasn't been able to do that properly. He was injured a little bit. Okay. Um, I like I like the pick from Canadians because you saw you, you can clearly see a positive trajectory. And I think that trajectory has continued this year. I okay. think he will obviously go to AHL next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he will be very interesting to follow. Uh, but it's a very, very smart pick. I think it's a really good pick because you don't have to find out of the teams for him. Now you got four team, four years to sign him, exactly, uh, because he's from Europe. 
you can even leave him another year in, in Hopeco if you want to, or, or with another Finnish well, team. If, if I was going to ask how, because they're usually a pretty strong program, right? A pretty strong. Uh... Uh, Hopeco is not that strong. There no. are others around that are better. Okay. But I mean, like they're having a good season. Uh, so, so I, I mean, like I, 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 the, the fact that they, and I, we spoke about it on with Hardy uh, Kalakesh on, on one of the other shows that I was part of Love or it, Eyes yeah. on the Prize shows. And, uh, you know, you're going to see probably more and more picks like that in the sixth and seventh round, Might as which well. are overagers, but you have a positive trajectory. Yeah. And, and it's a smart move because they are more predictable than an 18 year old. Oh, you already, that first year is where they're either going to fall off the rails or yeah, you're yeah. right. So you know that there's maybe the, the ceiling isn't quite there as high as it could be, but yeah, the baseline is much higher. Yeah, and, and you got more data to compare it to. Yeah. You probably watched a few more games, and more of you have watched more games because you watch it on, on YouTube as well, or, or uh, you get a DVD or, or a video file that you, you watch, right? So, so I think it's very it's a very smart pick. I'm not sure it's going to pan out. Uh, it could be another Wiedemann. I mean, which, it's, it's a seventh you know, rounder, right? Like, I, yeah, you know, that's where you take flyers on. That's where I I would you know take all my european and ncaa goalies seventh round you know that's where you that's yeah where you you, 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 in, in sixth and seventh round you take the europeans and the ncaa players because they are you've years. got four years on them bingo bango django okay so um and the last most exciting prospect how's arvid henriksen doing is he is he doing all right <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm sorry to say this but it's going to be a tough top 25 under 25 this year because Arvid Henriksson will not be penciled in last because he, he his birthday was the other day. Oh, and so he's, he's aged now? out. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, you hey, know, listen, like, we went fair a lot. play to Arvid. I know he's got a sharp mind. Yeah. Uh, so he's just... gotten a degree out of, of a hockey career. Oh, yeah. He's probably going to go to Sweden, play uh, Divi- hockey Elsanskan, maybe be able to to work that up to an SHL career or a fin- career in Finland. We wish him nothing um, but the Slovakia best. Slovakia and Czechia is coming up as well with, with you know, good programs. And, and I mean, I always say go, go to, if you can go anywhere, go to Switzerland. If they're going to pay for you to live there, first of all, because they pay yeah. for the housing for the internationals. I mean, that's the way to yeah. go. Okay. And then it's the same, you know, with most, it's in Sweden as well. You get a, you get a house or you get a flat. And, and if you want to buy a house, you buy a house, but you get yeah, a flat. But, but in, in, yeah, but they have, in Switzerland, they have cows with big, big, big bells on them. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and, so, and they got better chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Well, we only get crab chocolate here. Hey, listen, we said it was going to be quick. It's been an hour already. It's, it's getting close to 3 a.m. here. You're getting close to the days, like, you know, the rest of the world waking up around you. I yeah. wanted to thank you so much for joining us, Patrick, because it's it's fascinating. We don't get this information anywhere else. And every time you put something on Twitter, it seems to find its way to other sources that, that they also discover it two days later. So I'm just happy you're getting a little more recognition as one of the best sources for uh, European prospects. And, and the work is genuinely appreciated because from uh, even before Lekkanen, we were getting all that inside information, you know, so you, you make me look smart and that's very very difficult i'm happy i'm happy to to join in and uh, looking forward to be on uh, before the draft because you wanted to speak leo carson as well right well yeah but he's the other guy i'm not <laughs> you know we're the king you know what let's we'll talk right before the draft that'll work in the meantime thanks to everyone in the chat seriously this is pretty crazy we yeah. have people from all over the world uh a heavy heavy european delegation this time which was great to come see patrick um we're going to have our deadline show tomorrow. In the meantime, like, press, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We really appreciate all of you. 
Before we go, Patrick, I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what's going on with um, Habs Eyes on the Prize. So uh, obviously, Vox Media decided to to cut all that, but my my old stomping grounds will live on. So what's going on with uh, EOTP? Well, obviously, the Ninja, Justin Blade, uh, with the Blades, maybe we should call him. God, <laughs> but, yeah. But, what a uh, hard worker, eh? Yeah, and always around. Whenever you don't think he's around, he's around. Well, no, and once so I remember, I'm like, where's Justin? Where's Justin? I think he was at his farm, like like yeah. saving cows because it had frozen over or something. But yeah. other than that, yeah, yeah, Justin's always around. Yeah, and and uh, so he's running things. we got to go fund me. Uh, we're up to 10K more or less. I haven't checked it today. And they can find this uh, at Habs Eyes and the Prize. It's pinned. It's pinned right up there. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's uh, uh, we're going to keep the Eyes on the Prize in some way or another we're going to move it to another platform uh we're asking for coverage of, of of the platform fees and and some of our fees for for salary uh for me it goes to directly into the gas tank of my car so i can go down and do more oh, yeah because you lose money for... covering hockey let's be honest yeah and uh but but First and foremost, it would give us get us through to summer and the most exciting prospect uh, prospect series that that I think we do in in uh, in uh, in top, Montreal top media in general and it's top twenty five hundred twenty five. That and, used to be uh, my baby. That was, you know who who started that? That was Bruce Peter who works for uh, yeah. the Leafs now. And then when he handed it off to me, I was just like, "This is amazing! This is my baby!" I was so excited. But it it gives you a perfect chance to learn more, kind of like we did tonight. So go check out the uh, and, top and, twenty five hundred twenty five. Yeah, and and we're gonna do even. I think we did an episode each for each of the top 10 last year. So I'm oh, going to yeah. try to make it into oh, yeah. top 15 uh, this year for, for the podcast. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be around. Good. We'll make uh, some noise and hopefully you guys support us there as well, as much as you support uh, game over because uh, you guys are doing an awesome job as well. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, I have a soft spot. It's not just a place for, for, for where I got my start. You know, a lot of people always ask, how did you get in? Hey, listen, I was privileged. I had enough money saved up that I could not get paid for a few years, but then I worked, you know, a hundred hours a week for a few years and that opportunity, like, for example, we, at one point it was, um, we have about 60% women on staff and I'm not trying to brag here, but it's just, we were providing an opportunity that other outlets weren't. And that's the part that hurts me the most is that this is kind of like a grassroots, you know, uh, I guess not company, but, um, publication that gives people opportunities, you know? So we don't want that to go and, away. We're really happy yeah. it's staying. And, and, uh, people of color, people of different backgrounds, uh, yeah, people that wouldn't usually have. Uh, they, they, they don't have the connections that everyone yeah. else has in the hockey world that they go up. So you have to get your start somewhere. And this is one of the rare mm-hmm. places where people that weren't privileged could get a start. And, and look at the numbers. Look, look at where players are. Arik is in Colorado as well, right? And, yeah, Arik's uh, in Colorado. His um, staff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're, we're, you we're, know, there, there's, we, we got people with the athletic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and know. then, there, well, I was with the Canadians, but now I'm back with Game yeah. Over with uh, also Andrew the game over we had chris who's with the rangers uh jack yeah. and bruce were with uh uh obviously the leafs were Toronto. really lucky to have that kind yeah. of that, that that many good people so i mean like there's there and uh, you know um, let's not forget the other guys you know like you have uh, david at, at elite prospects we got david uh, st louis just way yeah, and mitch brown yeah. as well and so brown, many yeah and just when you know when i for example, just knowing people like Namiko, who is she's one of my favorite people. And we had so many, so many smart people, Andrea, et cetera, and, and obviously Laura. So And Nathan. Come Nathan. on. You ask Nathan something and, and you get Nathan, you can ask he's him one of the anything. 
he he could have a career in hockey analysis, but I get, I get a feeling he gets paid more to do somewhere else. I believe he's a doctor, right? So yeah, okay. And then and then and I think Andrew is writing a book as well. So uh, yeah, have, have a look out for that. my favorite. Yeah, my one of my top. 500 favorite Polish people. Uh, no, I, lo- I love I love Andrew and obviously, you know. And I mean, like, we're still a team, as you hear. We, we can never stop talking when we need to. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we've got to give a shout out to Scott, too. And then we've got to, no, there's too many people. Jared, obviously. Yeah. But that is it for us right now. Tomorrow, um, there is the live deadline show. And then I'll be back on Sunday. I don't know. Time has lost all meaning. I really don't know. I'm probably going to stay up until the deadline because I'm an insomniac. So I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. But join us for the deadline show tomorrow on Game Over. Just uh, subscribe to SDPN. And in the meantime, merci, merci beaucoup. Seriously, this is amazing how many people actually show up. Uh, You're all appreciated. You're all loved. And uh, on behalf of me and Patrick, have a great morning. Or what? What are we going to say here? Hopefully the brunch is good. That's, that's what so, we're sweet say. dreams and a good good morning and have a nice lunch and dinner because we are evenly spread all over the world probably. Yeah, so blupper, breakfast, lunch and supper. Have yeah. a good have a good blupper <laughs> everyone and you can find Patrick at uh, on Twitter at zeb underscore habs. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate all of you. Uh, as per usual, à la prochaine fois. We'll see you tomorrow and Sunday. That's it for us at Game Over Montreal. Game over! Powered by Sports Interactive.